time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Today we have a really great treat because I get to have a conversation with Adam Shibley. Adam is... Uh, this person has come up with the million pound mission for the world, but he started that with his community and he before that was even starting it with himself because he found himself overweight and in debt and uh, in trouble in a relationship and decided one night that he had to transform his life. He had to turn it around and he's done that not just for himself, but many other people. Cool thing about Adam is he is so willing to share of his story and of his information. Adam is the host of the Million Pound Mission podcast has lots of episodes that give people actionable steps on how to improve their life. And he comes on to share with us some ways of thinking about that, some understandings of habits and how we can all transform it and up-level our lives. So join me now as I get to have a conversation with Adam Shibley. Everybody needs a mission, and today I get a chance of talking with that. Adam Shibley is going to talk with us about his million million pound mission. Million dollar would be cool, but million pound mission. Um, so, Adam, tell us a little bit what's behind that, but really start with your story. How did you get to the mission? Yeah, Lee. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me and sharing your audience with me and your platform with you know all the thriveologists out there. Man, this is a great group to be speaking to. Um, the my journey, uh, like many uh, journeys of meaning, started with a rock bottom moment, and that happened for me about twelve years ago. And it's just one of those stories of turning all that negativity and just reversing that momentum into something positive. So. My, my rock bottom moment, uh, I can remember the moment I, I was actually standing in a grocery store. I had my credit card in my hand. I weighed 327 pounds. I was uh, depressed about a relationship ending that I thought had some, some legs to it. I had, had my hopes up that that was the one and that was, uh, it looked as if it was ending. I had $40,000 with a credit card debt. I wasn't sure if I could pay for the food that was in my cart with that card in my hand. And just, I wasn't happy with my career. The trajectory of my life was going straight down the toilet, Lee. And that's, that's, you know, that kind of is part of having a rock bottom moment. And that night I, I went home and my credit card cleared. So that was good. I had some, had some momentum there. So we're on the upswing, yeah. uh, but I head home and there was a DVD on my DVD player. That's how long ago this was, you know, 12 years ago, DVDs were a thing. And it had about an inch of dust on it. And one of my friends had loaned it to me for the second time. The first time they loaned it to me, I pretended to watch it and I gave it back to them. And they found out I didn't watch it and they gave it back to me. It found its way back to me, Lee. And it was collecting dust. And I decided to dust that off. And I watched uh, The Secret, The Law of Attraction for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And so it it had attracted itself into my life twice and like, listen, you know, watch this. So I watch it three times in a row, back to back to back. I'm up all night. And that night I stayed up and I mapped out what I wanted to have happen in my life for the next five years. And this was my first ever dose of personal growth material ever, like Hmm. ever. I was not a heavy reader. I read Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. That was about it. That's that's all I had going for me. All right. Um, So for the articles. Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) it's a lot of learning going on there. So 
you know, just having that first dose, it's like the first time you ever have caffeine in your system, you're like, wow, this is great. And I wanted more. So I sat down that night, I mapped out everything that I wanted to achieve, everything that I wanted my life to look like, what I wanted to experience and how I wanted to experience it. Uh, I used the five-year timeline. I'm not sure where that number came from, but that's what I did. And I set a date and a, a deadline. So this was on uh, July 12th of 2007 when this happened. And then the deadline was July 12th of 2012. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, then what I did was I, I mapped out, I made a list of all my goals. And then I wrote a statement that I now teach that I call my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. Where I, wrote, I wrote out my goals, but I write them as if they've already happened in kind of an, an affirmation form. And it's all positive, no negative stuff. So I wouldn't say... I want to get out of $40,000 of credit card debt because I didn't like the word debt. I didn't like focusing on all the, the negative thing that was blocking me. So I would reverse that around and be like, I have a goal of financial freedom where I can feel free to purchase things and I can pay them off immediately and, and things. So that was the language that I was using. It wasn't, I'm going to try to be less fat or you know, I'm going to try to, I didn't even say I'm going to try to lose 100 pounds. I would say I'm comfortable in my own skin. Uh, my body fat and my health is just primed and I can do anything physically that I want to do. So that was the type of language that I used. And then the rule was I, I had to read this every morning and every night uh, until every goal was achieved or until the deadline crossed five years later. And the neat thing, Lee, was that I did this. Like I have always been an implementer, regardless of my financial position and regardless of my health position, uh, I would implement things that I'm, that I'm fired up about. I would, I would check off those check marks, you know? So I did this, I put this on me. I, I was accountable to it. And every morning I got up, I read this out loud with positivity. I tried to feel my, the feelings and put myself in that place that I was, I wanted to be in. And that opened up my eyes for opportunity throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, it was all about accountability. I would read it again and feel it and go, okay, did I do anything today to move the needle in the right direction in any one of these areas, at least 1%, just a tiny drip in the right direction. I didn't have to solve it all. I didn't have to crush it all. I didn't have to hit everything in every different category. It was that I do at least one thing to move things 1% in the right direction in one of these categories. And if I didn't do it, I had to do something. I had to read a blog. I had to do some push-ups. I had to drink some water. I had to you know, you know, read a, an article, anything like that, podcast sort of thing, yet, or else I would have obviously been listening to podcasts like yours. So um, the, the key for me was showing up consistently for my goals. And then things started to happen. I got, I got out of debt. Um, that relationship that was going South, the things changed and, you know, spoiler alert, 12 years later, we're married and have two, <laughs> two beautiful kids. Um, you know, the, 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 the check marks started to happen and seven days past the goal deadline date, I opened up an 8,000 square foot facility uh, at 6 a.m. I had 100 people there ready to, to, to learn from me in my fitness studio. And over that five-year time period, erased all debt, got married, started a family, lost 100 pounds, helped my hometown lose 35,000 pounds, and started a business, a business with purpose, a business with, with direction. And all that happened, not because of 
the law of attraction, in my opinion, you can't spell attraction without action. Like I took action every day and that's mm-hmm. what got the job done. So that's the, that's the long story of, uh, of Mr. Adam Shibley. Yeah. There's the, um, a lot of people talked about the law of Goya, you know, get off your ass. Um, yeah. That's the, uh, the part of law of attraction that a lot of people don't do. And exactly. Uh, and so you, you did that. Uh, there's a lot of pieces, by the way, it sounds like you actually failed at that. You were seven days late on <laughs> it was a zoning issue. <laughs> I was so pissed. Every, just imagine this, like all yeah. these amazing things are happening. I'm reading this every, and I'm saying it's July 12th, 2012. I, that's how I started off every, and I read that for, twice a day for five years, every single day. I didn't miss a day. And then I'm seven days late because yeah. of a zoning issue on my facility. All, I was like, all flush. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start I mean, over. You, you failed pretty well there. So, <laughs> so let's go back. Um, you, you mentioned, first of all, the, the weight, um, that doesn't happen overnight. I, I just noticed it's kind of this accumulation piece, right? Uh, you, yeah. you accumulate weight, you accumulate debt. And there usually is a tie in there. Um, when looking back, where do you see that, um, kind of the spiral start? Well, with me, I think it's just habits and, and focus. And if you lose focus in certain areas of your life, it starts to spill out into other areas. But the good news for all of us is that once we tighten those in, it that you know spreads out as well. So I see people all the time that they start getting their health in check and their finances, their relationships, all that stuff starts to improve. But for me, it was, you know, in college, I went to school and I had an idea of what I wanted to achieve in my life. I think that the, the moment that things started to turn south for me was when I realized that like, ooh, I really don't think that's actually the, the picture that I want to paint for myself anymore. And then you're lost without that purpose or that identity and you're mm-hmm. figuring that out. You lose some of the, the, uh, the determination in those tight habits and things go south pretty quickly. And that you know, momentum is momentum, negative momentum or, or positive momentum. Uh, the hardest part, it's like a giant boulder rolling down a hill at you. Like you have to absorb that impact first and there's energy involved in that. And there's a lot of planning and effort and thinking just to absorb impact and reverse momentum slowly back in the right direction. And that's the area I kind of got stuck in for, uh, you know, more than a few years. And that's when things really started to go the wrong direction with my weight, with my health, with my relationships. Yeah. You've mentioned, uh, um, one word, um, that kind of fits through all this, which is the habits, you know, the habits that got you in trouble and you had to reverse those and find the habits that got you out of trouble. One of the habits was reading your affirmations and your, your game plan. Right. But you also had some real habit changes that had to take place in there. I mean, you, you you didn't wish the weight away. You you had to work it off. Yeah. And I talk about this all the time, you know, on my podcast and when I'm coaching clients, is that when you're on a weight loss journey, when you're on a health journey, if you're trying to just kind of reclaim control of your being and and your health, it's important to think in terms of, like people get too epic with it, Lee. They're like, I need to pick the plan that I'm going to use for the rest of my life. And and I need, it has to solve everything at once. And I'm like, I'm more of the coach that says, let's use the right tool for the right job for right now. And mm-hmm. Let's kind of adjust things 28 days at a time because that's more realistic. It's less pressure and it just makes more sense. It's not, like, I'm not going to try to put pressure on myself to find the one t-shirt I want to wear for the rest of my life because that's just kind of, that doesn't make any sense, but people do that with their food. Like I need yeah. to find the style of eating that I will wear forever. Um, so, and people are like, I need to find a lifestyle. I need to find that plan that's going to be a lifestyle, but we're skipping steps. So you need to find a plan that works for now, 
And then you create habits around that plan. And then we get those ingrained into a lifestyle. And then it's just kind of automatic. And then you're, you're, it's much, people ask me the question all the time, like, when is it just, when do I have to not think about things so hard and, and stress about what counts and what doesn't count and what food is good, what food is bad? And I'm like, you got to go through this process. You have to figure out what's going to work for you and then create a habit out of it, create a process out of that habit. And then all of a sudden it's ingrained in your lifestyle. And that's the point when things get easier and you're not really changing what you're doing. It's just mentally, it's more autopilot mode at that point. So yeah, with my food, my initial habit was no beer and no sugar and try to eat food that you know is in its natural state. Mm. I did that. And funny thing, Lee, is like, I don't know how many guys, you know, that have been over 300 pounds, but in our minds, we think like, if I get to 299, I'm looking good. Like oh, I, the, ab, the abs are there. Like I, I, was, I swore, I'm like, oh, I know 299, I'm going to have abs. I'm going to be shredded. Yeah. I'll look like Fabio, you know? Yeah. And I got there and I was like, ah, oh, dang it. And I've got this great picture of myself that I took when I got under 300 pounds and I thought like, I'm looking damn good. And I, I'm, it's kind of like my dating profile picture to look like I'm, I'm kind of giving the camera the eye. And then I show that all the time. Now I'm like, this is where I was at. <laughs> I thought I was looking pretty good. So I had a reality check moment uh, and I realized I need to keep going with the process. But yeah, that initial surge of just cleaning up the sugar, cleaning out the alcohol and just getting focused. And I tried to sweat every day. Simple, simple stuff. And it wasn't Let's find the, the super secret Russian technique program with this cool exercise thing. And people look for bells and whistles too much. And it's like, what are the basic things that we can do? Like sweat, move our body, keep our stress low, drink water, sleep, like all those things. If we do that, we're in pretty, you know, we've got a pretty good foundation for getting healthy. That's it, that it really is that, that thing of slowing down, you know, changing the momentum and it's not coming you try to stop it all all at once and you lose all your energy. I mean, I've seen too many people kind of <laughs> rolled over. If you say with that, you exactly. know, the walk's coming down, they just get rolled right on over. Nothing's changed, but they have a really cool program somewhere on the computer that, you know, never happens. You and I haven't talked about this, but I had, um, not a dissimilar experience. I was, um, this was, I, w- I, I was probably at about two thirty at my heaviest, but, um, I've got a pretty, small frame. You're, you're a bigger built guy than I am. Um, oh, thank you. Just naturally. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you got more muscle than I do for sure. But, um, that my, uh, space was getting sick. You know, I got sick and that's not what turned it around. And that was, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, you, you got well because you took care of yourself. I didn't, I got lucky. The sickness I had, um, burned itself out. And, um, then I was stuck going, okay, what now? And that's when my reality check was going, oh my gosh, you know, I'm overweight, I'm overstressed, I'm not sleeping well. All the, the pieces of the puzzle were there. And uh, so my starting point was actually a little wake up call when I, my wife gave me scuba lessons. And I, I, that, that night, it was, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to do a little tryout to you know, make sure you're okay. And so we had to do laps and I'm a stubborn guy. So they said, you know, six lengths of the pool. I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, it doesn't matter if I pass out in the middle, <laughs> I'm going to do six links. Yeah. And I dragged myself out and I went, my gosh, I'm out of shape. And I turned to the instructor and I said, okay, I get it. And, and he didn't, he was just trying to figure out if he had to worry about me or not, not, you know, whether I was in shape. And the next day I went to the gym and my little thing was I went to the gym. I started just doing some basic introductory exercises and I did that for a while. Started realizing I was feeling a little bit better and I realized that 
I was going to the gym, then coming home and eating junk and undoing everything I'd done in the gym. And so, you know, it was a little habit, first habit, just go work out for 15, 20, 30 minutes and then going, wait, why am I erasing everything? Let me change some things about how I was eating yep. and wait, why am I not resting my body? And that, that to me is what I've noticed the success. And it sounds like for you too, it's not every habit out the window, but where can I begin and build yeah. into that? Yeah. It's all about that initial step. Like, uh, you know, the journey starts by taking the first step, that famous Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, quote. And there's a, a process that I teach called the transformation timeline. And what you just spoke to reminds me of the, one of the phases that I call new purpose, new identity. And I see people fall into this trap a lot of times that have lost weight they've kind of crossed that finish line and they're like, Ooh, now who am I now? What's firing me up? But it happens for the person that's just finding that initial surge of momentum too. And it's like, who are we trying to be and who are we trying to identify as? And at that point from a health perspective, that's when your why is much greater than the combined force of all the why nots. And that's when we get into action, you know, and that's when momentum is created. So, you know, and that's so important that, Sometimes people get confused between a goal and a why. And you know, if you have a goal of losing 20 pounds, well, what's the why behind that goal? And let's go deep with that to the emotional root. That way it levels it up so that when you get busy, you get sick, your dog gets sick, your boss is a jerk, you know, your friend brings in brownies to work. Like all those things will happen at once. The why has to be bigger than that and the combined force of all those things. And that's when we're locked in tight. And that's when you start taking action. You're like, all right. You know, for you, it might be like you have a little rough time with a, uh, a swimming test. And it's like, well, don't want to die. I got people that need to be, you know, that I need to be around for. So I'm going to get my butt in, in gear. And then that's when the why is leveled up and, and we start taking action. You know, what's really interesting about that is you're talking about it, the why it's kind of like, you know, you don't have to find your eating pattern for the rest of your life. You can change that. It's like the t yeah. your t-shirt analogy is great. You know, you, you don't have your, you, you don't have to wear the same why the rest of your life. This is not the, what's going to take me to the grave with my big why. That exactly. can change too. Yep. And in fact, um, I'm pretty clear from your story that your why got bigger and bigger through the, as, as you got smaller and smaller, yeah. <laughs> the why got bigger and bigger. So what, what's the why that, uh, when did it shift? Because obviously in the beginning it was, I want to lose weight. I want to be in better shape. I want to get out of debt. And by the way, this relationship, I want to figure that out. That, that was the, the why's that yeah. driving you. Something had to change. Yeah. Yeah. So the why developed, it's, it's like a, uh, a big ball of tin foil. Like I keep on like adding pieces to it, you know, and it just gets, keeps getting bigger and bigger. So initially it was about just feeling like I wanted to be in control of my own life. Like that was huge for me as a why of like, I want, I don't want to feel like I'm out of control with my health, out of control with my finances, out of control with my relationships. I want to start to feel like I was driving with my hands on the, on the steering wheel again mm -hmm. in the, the car of life. Then it started to develop into like, okay, some of this basic stuff is happening now. How do I level up my relationships? How do I level up my fitness? How do I level up? Like, let's dip our toes into the water, these new out of our comfort zone experiences in a good way. Then it became my community, my hometown. Other people started to ask me for help. They're like, dude, you look great. What are you doing? Can you help me? And I developed this little boot camp program. I like, I need to find a way to make money anyway. So, and this is something I'm really passionate about. I started helping other people. And, you know, we helped 15 people in my hometown lose over a hundred pounds and we did 
thousands and thousands of pounds with this boot camp. I'm driving around in my car with all the kettlebells and stuff in it. And I'm getting like two miles per gallon of my, my gas, my gas tank. And so that started to become part of the why that, you know, the ball got bigger where we leveled on the community. And now I really find my unique ability and that's, you know, identifying issues with people and helping them to solve those danger zones and reclaim control of their health. And I started doing that. And then we level things up and go, okay, million pound mission podcast. Like we're tracking this and I want to impact as many people as possible. And I'm not just, and I'm not going to hate on anybody that does this in the podcasting world, but a lot of people are like, I want to help a million people. I'm like, all right, I'm tracking that deal. So people go on my website and they can donate their weight loss when they listen to the show. They get a tip, they lose seven pounds. They go on millionpoundmission.com. There's no opt-in, there's no barrier, there's no, you know, paywall or anything. They just enter in seven pounds and they see the ticker go up and they've contributed and they're a part of that. So that's how the why has progressed. And now like with my kids, uh, I want to teach them to be healthy and have healthy habits and, and really be a good example for them. And they're getting into the gym, they're exercising, they're moving, they're doing gymnastics. And so you just keep on layering on the levels of the why, and you don't necessarily have to have one main one and then, then, okay, now I have to shift to this main one. You'll, you'll, you'll have the big ball of momentum going. And sometimes you're focused on one area a little bit more than the other, but you don't have to make, make an official decree of, and now my why for the next 15 years will be my kids. Uh, you know, whatever's firing you up, dig in with that and just let the momentum build throughout the whole of your life. Okay. So let's go back to that. Just to, to uh, clarify your million pound mission is. It is. So with the podcast, the goal is to produce a million pounds of results. And that's, you know, I've got a lot of people that tune in from the UK and they think it's a money show. Um, and like, it's, it's, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. I do. I really do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but my personality ropes them in, Lee, and they stay for the, for the for health. Sure. <laughs> um, I was wondering, I was like, how in the world am I getting all these people with British accents yeah. that are leaving me voice messages? Um, then I, I wanted money, out. but I lost weight instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I came for the money and I stayed for the health. For the weight um, loss. Yeah. So I, um, uh, well, I forget the question that you asked me because we were talking about money. <laughs> so million pound mission is million pound mission, mission yes. to, to help people produce a million pounds of healthy results. And, you know, I give people uh, tools for what I call the transformation toolbox. When I, if I interview somebody, if I'm doing a solo episode, my goal is to give you something that you can implement. I'm big on implementation, I always ask my, my listeners to set an implementation alarm on their phone and take action within the next 24 hours on something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not there. I want to be entertaining. Don't get me wrong. But I want to be effective also as a coach, as somebody that's mentoring my audience. So that, you know, the mission is, is like we're, being, we're tracking it. And we're at, I think, 56,000 pounds now. And that's been donated by the podcast audience. And that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and, you know, that's something I'm very, very proud of. It makes me feel good that, you know, the words that I'm yelling into this microphone every week, like they're landing in, in some earbuds that it's really making a difference. And that talk about a why, like that's huge, Leah. And I'm sure you get it too. Like we get feedback from podcast listeners and you, you just don't even realize that, you know, the ability to impact these people, it's crazy. And it's just, it blows my mind every day that, you know, I can reach people in the UK and I can, you know, have people tuning in from all over the US. And I did an event and had people drive from Canada to get here to Indiana. I'm like, this is nuts. But it makes 
that's a big part of my why as well. Like if somebody is putting that kind of mental effort and, and investing that kind of time in what I have to say, I'm going to make sure that that it really counts. Mm. Yeah. It, this is interesting because um, on the, somebody could say, okay, you're just tracking point uh, pounds lost, but this is beyond just losing weight. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's symbolic of the transformation. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm getting ready to do a, a whole podcast series on uh, setting ourselves free from debt. Like I'm going to go through the whole game plan that I use to reduce, uh, get rid of $40,000 of credit card debt in five years. And then I end up paying off my mortgage and you know, the whole thing. So um, I'm going to go, uh, you know, financial mode a little bit, but it's all tied in because when I talk to people about roadblocks to their health, the two biggest roadblocks are time and money and those things cr- create stress, right? So if I can help them reclaim some of their time, specifically what I call you time, uh, where it's even like 20 minutes, I got a little challenge. I have people put together. I'm like, you know, if you, if you can't invest 20 minutes in you, then, you know, Tony, Tony Robbins says, if you don't have 10 minutes a day for you, you don't have a life. I'm, I'm going to ask for 20 minutes. I'm like, I think we need 20 minutes. That's like not even a whole TV show. Um, and I call it the power hour because the goal eventually is to build up to an hour. And we have, like, I, I like to recommend what I do is four things. So every morning from 5.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m., I invest time in me first. I fill up my cup first. I rev my engine first. I do 15 minutes of movement and mobility and making my body feel good. I do 15 minutes of meditation. I do 15 minutes of learning time, usually podcast listening or reading, and then 15 minutes of what I call thinking time. And just, I can journal, I can be creative, I can use that however I want to think. It's just about thinking. And I do that every morning. And I teach people how to use, you know, find things that fuel them and reclaim some time that they can invest in themselves. And I've got, my audience that listens to me is like 80% moms. And they just go to the freaking grinding stone every single day for their family, for their kids, for their career. And like they don't have any of that. They're not filling up their own cup. They're not putting their own oxygen mask on first. And I get them to do that. And they're more efficient in all those other areas. And I'm like, yo, a healthy mom is good for everybody across the board. So this is important. And there's that guilt of, well, I should be getting the kids ready for school, or I should be doing this or that, but those things will still happen. So let's, you know, prioritize you a little bit first, because that's an investment to everybody else. So those are some things I'm just super passionate about right now that we've got a lot of, mo- of momentum behind with uh, the Million Pound Mission community. Yeah, you're, so you're basically um, making it, it's, if you start your day that way, you're, you're your best self, and your best yeah. self probably does better across the board. And um, I, I mean, I've talked to so many people, moms in particular, it's like, you know, I mean, if you're not bringing your best self, aren't you already kind of cheating what you're saying you're doing? Can you, you know, maybe take care of that piece first? And it's a hard one for people to understand. I've had the conversation many times when I'm asking people maybe just to start working out and they're like, "I, I don't have time. My first response is, hey, do you have seven minutes? Cause there's a seven minute work hour. <laughs> yeah. Start somewhere and yeah. see if you expand that space. So you use an hour. If that fills out of, um, there's no way you, there's no way to find that hour getting up early, whatever, what time can somebody, you know, 10 minutes is a good place to start. Yeah. And yeah, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And I'm just like, set the alarm for 10 minutes earlier than you normally set it. Hopefully you can go to bed 10 minutes earlier. That's that, that would be a handy as well. Yeah. So it's the same amount of time. And I love the morning because like I'm up before my whole family gets started. 
So then that guilt isn't there. Like I'm not missing that connection time. Mm -hmm. They're asleep the whole time that I'm doing my power hour every single morning. And that makes it easy on me. And I go, I go to bed at eight 30, you know, but my kids are already in bed and that's just, you know, that's the way that I roll. And that investment, so many people end, you know, they end their day. They're like, I need some me time at the end of the day. So I need to drink wine and watch some Netflix and nothing against that. But I would just dare people to experiment with instead of doing Netflix and chill at night, trade it, take that hour, go to bed and invest it in the morning and do a power hour and you will never go back. Yeah. That's not me time when you're, you do it. That's, that's mindless time. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So when you're um, on that mission, I mean, let's say you get to a million, what does it become the 2 million? pound mission or <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> we start, we go straight to the billion pound mission um, with the, with like a B. No, I, that's something that, you know, I, I've thought about and I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there, but uh, I mean, it's not going to stop. So for example, I did a personal challenge that I talked about on the podcast where I was going to do no sugar and no processed foods for a year. And once I crossed that, I said, all right, I'm going to go another year because this is going well and I don't see any reason to stop. And then across that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a thousand days. And then once I crossed a thousand days, my last week of that was in Las Vegas. I'd never been to Las Vegas before. And everybody's like, are you going to finish it out? You know, the last seven days. And I was at a Tony Robbins event though. So it was, uh, you know, a little easier. Yeah. And he just goes the whole time. You you don't even know what time of day it is. And you just don't have an apple. You're still good. (laughs) Yeah. You just do caffeine the whole time. Um, but I did it. And then I just stopped tracking. I was like, all right, you know, I've done that. I, I, but what I want to get away from is what I call transformation light switch syndrome, where it's like program on, I'm good program off. I'm, I, I turn the light switch off and all the habits go out the window. People do this with like the boot camp program. I run at my gym all the time. They'll do an eight week program light switch on. I'm totally focused. As soon as that eight weeks ends, they cross that finish line, light switch off back to the old habits. Hmm. So when I crossed a thousand days of my challenge, I didn't go light switch off. I kept the light switch on. I'm like, I'm just not going to track anymore because I'm just going strong. And eventually I'll have a cookie at some point. I had like some homemade ice cream that summer or something like that, but it wasn't a big deal. I didn't make a big deal of it. And I didn't celebrate crossing the finish line by breaking the habit. I think that's, that's the important thing. So once you cross a million pounds, maybe, you know, I'm not going to change the name of the show because that'll be a pain in the butt with, with iTunes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we just say, okay, the next goal is, you know, 1.1 million and then we go to 1.5 or whatever. And we just have that, that next level goal. Or maybe it's, let's shift this, let's keep building that and let's get, do a million dollars worth of debt reduction or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is. And then million track pounds. that. Million pounds yeah. of debt reduction, right? UK. <laughs> I forgot I'm My UK people will be back. <laughs> They're in. It's all full circle. <laughs> but no, that's, that, but I think that's the key thing is you don't cross a finish line and then celebrate by breaking all the good habits you've developed in the journey to get there. Which is really, I, th- I mean, one of the, the sabotage points I see is the difference to, between tricks and change. I mean, you can, you know, people like, well, they'll go buy special foods to lose weight. But then at some point they, ha- they go back to like eating with their family and eating yeah. with friends and 
there's no change. Nothing's happened in their understanding. What you're trying to do is really talk about fundamental changes and how you view yourself, how you uh, take care of yourself and uh, what those pieces of the puzzle are and taking care of yourself. Yeah. And that's a a concept I talk a lot about, Lee, and it's the balance. uh, I call it your health, your healthy lifestyle balance where people get confused of the process and the order a lot of times and they get frustrated because they will realize like, Oh, I'm gaining weight. I've gained 30 pounds this year during the holiday season. It's January. I need to do a boot camp, and now that's going to fix everything forever. Mm. And what we have to realize, because eventually they come up to me, I get the email and they're like, Adam, I can't maintain this pace and this focus level forever. And that's a natural, like you're outside of your comfort zone totally makes sense. And I say, you're exactly right. And I don't expect you to, but I need you to maintain it for the next X amount of weeks because we're, we are shifting your momentum. That whole boulder thing we talked about earlier, that, that absorption of the negative momentum and starting to shift back into positive momentum, that takes a, a period of time where we have to be out of balance. We're spending more time and energy and focus on our health than that fancy lifestyle that we enjoyed where we're, you know, maybe you aren't going out for drinks with the boys every Wednesday night for a certain amount of weeks, or maybe you're waking up and missing a little bit of family time in the morning as you're getting your boot camp workouts in for a certain amount of time. But what I want you people to realize is that before we were out of balance in the wrong direction, and it takes some time, effort, and energy and focus to rebalance. And that means we have to be out of balance towards the, the health side of the equation just for a period of time. And then we start to rebalance again, find that nice, happy medium where we're very happy with our health but also we feel like we're not giving up too many lifestyle points and we're very comfortable there as well. But it takes that, that, that process and going through that rebalancing phase first to get there. And that's where a lot of people get confused and they don't, they don't see it like that. Well, and, and a lot of times when you've done it that long, you get used to it anyway. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. It's outside of the comfort level for a while. And then suddenly it's just what you do. There's, you know, yep. you don't know any difference. So you might have to scale back once you've got momentum or that's just the new normal. Yeah. Um, I, I've had conversation. I haven't had a, um, I've had one soft drink. Um, the, so I got to be truthful about it. I've had one soft drink in, <laughs> I don't know, probably eight years. Yeah. And that one soft drink was, was in India. Uh, and we were in a very poor area and they brought me a Coke and I'm like, you don't turn down a Coke when somebody has you know, been that generous. So I had a Coke yeah. and this is, I was like, I was the first one in probably four or five years at that point. And I've had conversations with people and they're like, how do you do that? And I'm like, you don't order a soft drink, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's no big deal, but if that's something that is, you know, the people tell me they have three, four, five, six drinks yeah. in a day, soft drinks in a day, it is a big shift. Yeah. But after you do that long enough, there's no shift anymore. You know, it's just how you, you do. Yeah, I mean, addiction is addiction, whether you're addicted to TV or drugs or pop or food. And there needs to be kind of a detox process and there needs to be accountability around that. There needs to be a, a nice process. There needs to be support, you know, from, from people like, like-minded people and or coaches. And that's how we start to kind of wean ourselves off that. So maybe you're drinking five soft drinks a day and we got to cut that back by one per day, or, you know, for, you know, a, a series of weeks and all of a sudden you aren't doing any and you're like, wow, I, I can actually do this. So with habit change and you know this as well as anybody it's just like getting some quick wins and feeling all right the momentum has shifted 
And that gets us more buy-in that levels up our why right there off the top of the bat. And that makes a huge difference for being able to sustain that momentum. Yeah. And the other thing I think is important with habits is um, a lot of people get hung up on a hundred percent. And, you know, they'll say, you know, I, I was trying and I, I failed, you know, I ate something bad. And I'm like, well, you know, probably when you were eating poorly every now and then you failed and ate something good. So, you know, it's the same thing. You're not bad habits aren't hundred percent of the time and good habits aren't a hundred percent either. There are going to be times when, for instance, you're uh, at an event, you know, and you, you have to deal with what's there yeah. or it's time to celebrate and have some ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny at, at the event that we were at out in California a, a couple months back, like I'm the health guy, I'm the million pound mission podcast guy. And a couple of people went out to a couple of fellow uh, casters of the pod went out and we had some dinner and I was the first one to ask for the dessert menu and they about fell out of the dang booth. Lee, they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm taking a cheat meal tonight and it's part of my plan. And you know, as long, my key, my key deal is if I, as long as I have a plan that I'm on plan. Yeah. You know, and I, I have a whole philosophy that I call my cheat bank. I track them. I, I booked them in advance. I was like, I know I'm probably going to go out that night. I'm going to have some dessert. And I enjoyed the heck out of this like ice cream cookie thing. And it was amazing. And then I, I go right back to plan with the next meal. But like, like you said, to that point of like perfect or nothing, I see that a lot in health where people won't start a thing because like the stars aren't aligned with their work schedule. And then, you know, like, oh, it's Wednesday, so I should wait till Monday until it's a full week to start. And then like, oh, it's the 15th of the month. Let's wait till the first of the month. That makes way more sense. First of uh, the year, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like this Decade. continuous cycle of waiting. <laughs> yeah. And then once they do start and the first thing that goes wrong, those same people are boom, out. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, it's just so stressful. And I'm like, how about we just... My, my, my phrase that I like to put out there is when we can't be at our best, we can still do our best. Yeah, That's, that's the philosophy we need. So you had a bad day, you had a bad meal. Cool. Let's make the next good decision in front of you. Let's win that. And let's keep making progress towards our goal. Because if your why is big enough, the effort's worth it. That, that follows through on the back end every single time. So that's what we have to focus on. You know, as we're sitting here talking, I'm realizing that um, while there is that million pound piece, you're you're not so hung up on per pound in, um, and except it's more about that might indicate that you're making some good changes in your life, yep. which I really like because I've, I've seen so many people who are working to lose some weight and they step on the scale, no pounds came off and they're out the door. You know, that's it. And I might as well just eat what I want is their response rather than going, you know, am I treating myself better? Am I yeah. making better habits? Is, is that the lead point? Yeah. And I have these conversations every day, every day with people Lee. and the scale people step on that scale and it's like, it goes through their feet up into their brain and it makes really, really, really intelligent people say and do really, really non-intelligent things mm-hmm. where they're like, Adam, I'm trying so hard and I'm only down five pounds. And I'm like, hold on. Whoa. What did you do last holiday season? What happened then? Well, I gained 30 pounds. Okay. That's called we're winning. Uh, even if we don't lose, you know, do we, we're ahead if we don't gain 30 pounds this holiday season. But even things like, okay, Lee, let's say that you step on the scale and it's zero pounds in the last two weeks, zero pounds lost. And I say, all right, what if when you first started, I, I guaranteed you that you would lose five pounds of pure body fat and you would add five pounds of pure, lean, beautiful muscle 
would you be happy with those results? Everyone says, yes. I go, okay, that's net zero on the scale. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you feel about it? And they're like, oh, dang. Yeah. So it's, it's a mental game. And I tell people, if, if you guys are out there, if you, if you step on the scale, no matter what it says, good or bad, and you know, those are terms that you're defining yourself, if you change your game plan for that day based off of what the scale number says, then there's an issue there and we got to back away from the scale. And I, I recommend uh, at the most weighing once every two weeks, especially if you really obsess over it. And if you're making game plan changes, like I just described, we need to step away from the scale for a little bit and uh, reclaim control and just think, am I moving towards health or sickness? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I moving? Am I sweating? Am I eating clean to the best of my ability more often than not? You know, if we're doing those things, Am I eating? Am I not starving myself? You know, those are important things. If we're doing that, we're good. So it's really that, that is, I mean, you're talking about which needle you're trying to move, right? You're not trying to move the needle on the scale. You're trying to move the needle on your health and more importantly on your why. What's the big thing in your life that you're moving towards? Yeah. And and things just like sleep and stress too. Like, are we doing those things? Let's, those things all have to be fixed anyway to optimize our lives and our health. So, you know, we, we can't just give ourselves a pass fail grade by stepping on a piece of technology and hoping that what it says makes us happy. Mm. Spoiler alert. People are never happy about what it says. Even if they're like, I'm down 15 pounds, but I wanted to be down 17 pounds, Adam, because my friend lost 17 pounds or and, and Lee, not, not to man bash because we're both, you know, card carrying men, but it's, I, I get these guys that are like, Adam, new goal. 30 pounds in 30 days because I'm turning 30. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, <laughs> wh- what if you lose 28 pounds? You're going to beat yourself up about it. And it's, still, it's, amazing. <laughs> yeah. it's like, how about we just exercise for 30 days? Yeah. Or we just like do like attendance-based goals. My friend Mike uh, from the Wise Advice podcast, he talks about this. Attendance-based goals, not finish line goals. Like, it's good to have those. Let's grade ourselves on the rate that we show up for those goals. That's, that's the process. That's the key. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. The process along the way is way more important than did you get to that final piece. If you've done yeah. everything and the final piece and there's like your, your five-year plan. I mean, it, it wasn't a failure because it was seven days out because of whatever yeah. reason. It was a massive success, even if that hadn't happened. Right. Yeah, I wasn't going to be like, well, let's just get back in debt. That that was seven days late. You know, that it's... <laughs> I'll yeah, take and, out that credit card and go wild. <laughs> yeah, let's get crazy. I'm going to buy... Get food. <laughs> I'm going to buy $40,000 worth of donuts. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I love this mission and, uh, and I, I've watched you and you bring so much energy to it, which means to me that you found your what, your why, you know, that's, it's, it is big enough that it pulled you past the fact that this was just about you. This is bigger than you. Um, at first was your community. Now it's the world uh, pulling in. So if people wanted to join your mission, <laughs> where can they go? Yeah. If you guys want to connect, if you want to hang out, just millionpoundmission.com. Um, that's the hub. Uh, I'm very active on Instagram. You can search million pound mission there. I love to interact. I'll put that out there to you guys right now. Like you're not going to get a bot. You're not going to get an autoresponder from me. You're not going to have somebody else answering my emails. Like I respond to people. If you, if you reach out on Instagram, I will send you a voice message so you know that it's me. And that's the way that I roll. I'm like, hey, it's Adam from the Million Pound Mission Podcast. Here's my big podcast voice and I'm responding to you. And uh, I, I'll use your name. I'll, 
if you email me, I'll send you a video message back so that you can see my face and you know that it's me. But I love the interaction, you know, just I'm trying to, to win at life one connection at a time and trying to add value to anybody that I can add value to in any sort of way. So questions, comments, feedback, anything like that. I love to interact. So millionpoundmission.com, that's, that's where it all starts. We'll put that in the show notes just because so many people are maybe exercising while they're listening or, you know, driving or whatever. So uh, to make sure that's there, millionpoundmission.com, we'll make sure it's linkable uh, there. But um, Adam is right. I mean, if you, once you get there, go find how to follow him on Instagram because he's a blast to follow on Instagram and just to follow anyway. And also the podcast. Um, I mean, actionable stuff is every episode. So make sure you take advantage of that. And the cool thing about podcasts, just like this one, it's free. It's easy. You can get it anywhere. So yep. great way of doing it. Okay. So Adam, thank you so much for sharing. And this is um, great stuff. I, I knew I wanted to have you on because we had several conversations. I'm like, oh gosh, people need to hear not just about, oh, you know, lose weight, but why and what, what's the bigger thing that drives your life and you've, you've nailed it. So um, thank you so much for your story, your vulnerability, your, your sharing um, and creating some great content to keep people moving forward. Well, I appreciate you, Lee. And again, you know, any podcaster that shares their platform with me is something I take very seriously. And you've got a great thing going here and you're providing a platform that helps people level up their life. And that is huge. I mean, you're doing a great service to uh, this, this community out there that you've created. So uh, kudos to you, man. I'm, I'm glad just to add a little bit of my own energy to it. Well, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for the addition. <laughs> thanks so much. Take care. All right. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.